Welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Will. My name is Jake. And today I have a question that hopefully we will be able to answer. <laughs> okay. And that question is, is discipline overrated? And I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I noticed that a lot of the things that I've done throughout my life that I'm either proud of or I look back on as being beneficial for me. Uh-huh. Those things didn't require a lot of discipline to do. Uh, and I talk about discipline a lot. I think about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Over Thanksgiving or something, I was home with my family and we were doing like dinner party questions. And one of the questions was, mm. what would you increase about yourself? And I said discipline. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you can never have too much discipline. But the more I've been reading about positive psychology and good habit forming and how people who are actually successful get stuff done, they talk about discipline way less than you would expect. And it seems like if you are doing something just out of sheer discipline, it's kind of unsustainable. Mm -hmm. And unless you can get to a point where you genuinely enjoy the activity, it's very, 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 very difficult to turn that into a lasting pursuit. I'm honestly on the same page with you, like 100%. It's just kind of weird to say. I like, think... Oh, well, discipline's overrated. It's um, it's actually... I think that might be word for word in James Clear's Atomic Habits. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And that's why he talks about environmental design. Not having the option to eat cookies is way easier than having them in the uh, kitchen and mm-hmm. being forced not to... Mm-hmm eat them, right? Um, the other thing, I guess, that I guess in, in, in argument to discipline is if you don't enjoy it or your purpose isn't good enough. I think if you have a good enough purpose, that's a good propeller for discipline. But I think discipline on its own is is a little bit overrated. But what I do think about discipline is that it's important for starting new habits, or mm-hmm. starting something that is naturally hard, or if your purpose wasn't great on your long-term versus short-term fulfillment, starting your long-term for long-term versus short-term fulfillment, and long enough to see the results and then reassure your why, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's either I think it's one of those things where you either have a grand purpose, you enjoy, or you enjoy to do it, or you do things like mess with your environment to take those things out of the way. Or, or make your environment conducive to the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I do think discipline is important in the beginning. And that's why yeah. I still think you should try and cultivate good discipline. Like I'm a believer in trying to cultivate good discipline, but I do think that all the other things in my life are way more important. Like I think the same way about motivation or, or not all the other things in my life are way more important, but all the things I just spoke about are more important. Like my environment design is way more important than my discipline, but I still want to practice my discipline. Um, I think about the discipline to show up every day or the principle of momentum being much strong, stronger than motivation. So I guess I have a similar sort of relationship there where like motivation is super overrated too. Mm-hmm. It's just not sustainable. And I agree with you that it's just not the end goal. It might be important at the beginning, mm. but to be completely honest, I don't want to be like 60 years old and still like grinding. 
Mm. You know, I, I want to get to a point where I enjoy everything that I do in my life. And those things are also beneficial to me. That's really interesting. So you, I guess digging into your psychology a little bit, you fundamentally believe based off what you just said that you can make something, something that you enjoy. Um, maybe I, I think it might be a better strategy instead of trying to get yourself to stop doing things that are bad. Instead, teach yourself to enjoy things that are good. And I think that that's possible in a lot of areas, especially physically. Okay. Um, Have you had a lot of success with that? Maybe not a lot, but running is certainly an area where I don't need any discipline to go on runs. And mm. I don't take a watch. I don't track my heart rate, my GPS, any of that, my times. I don't really care because I just enjoy like running. It. it feels good to run. Right. Uh, and running was one of those things that was always enjoyable for me. Mm. I was maybe born that way or developed that as a kid. But recently with cold showers, the more I take cold showers, the more I enjoy cold showers. Interesting. And it requires less discipline now than it did the first 10 times. Yeah. Uh, and eventually I'm hoping that I don't need any discipline to take cold showers because I don't want to have to use discipline to do things that are good for me. Yeah. Um, Meditation, I wouldn't say I'm there yet, but... I'm definitely not there. <laughs> I definitely have listened to people who get so much out of meditation that it's like a compelling thing to do instead of the opposite. It, they don't have to right. have discipline to do it. They have to have discipline to not do it because right. it's like something they want to do. That's so cool. And So, so, do, you, so you, do you see yourself kind of making those changes everywhere in your life or there's some things that are always gonna require a little bit of kick in the ass to get going i hope i can get it everywhere okay because i think our brains are pretty good at telling us what to do and what not to do if we have our environment set up correctly like you were right, talking about right, right. um and a lot of it comes down to self-awareness i think because you could say that eating ice cream feels good. So if you're just <laughs> pursuing what feels good, you're going to end up eating ice cream. Right. But I think if you're a little bit more introspective, you could realize that eating ice cream doesn't actually feel good. It might feel good in the moment, but you feel like crap afterwards, mm -hmm. which is not, you know, a good situation to be in. And if you were able to cultivate an appreciation for healthier food, you would enjoy healthier foods more than ice cream in the long run. I, so you wouldn't need discipline to eat healthfully. Yeah. I actually I actually have one story. Well, not story, but I have one instance where I was able to actually enjoy things after having the discipline to stick to them for a while. Uh, it's one, the gym. I actually genuinely love going to the gym. So that never takes discipline anymore. It's just... I do have days where I don't want to go, but if I even make it outside, I'm feel good on those days. Like if I just go do something, I feel like we go play basketball sometimes or I just make it into the gym. Maybe I don't get the best workout in the world, but I rarely feel like I don't want to go. It feels more like a chore sometimes, very rarely. But when I do like, again, nine times out of 10, it's, it's harder for me not to go than to go. It's because I feel like really good when I go. Um, but I was going to talk about spinach. I used to hate eating spinach, partially because my mom fed me canned spinach, which is 
awful, but <laughs> I read about uh, Tim Tebow like eat pounding spinach. At a certain point, I was really into Tim Tebow, and I started eating spinach every day. And now I actually love spinach. Like I eat spinach raw all the time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, that's so weird. It is weird. <laughs> but our bodies know what's good for it. Yeah, you just have to teach it what's good for it. Interesting. Huh. Another trap that is kind of related to this conversation is something we've talked about in the past, which is your your word to yourself or your personal integrity. Uh, and under this current idea that self-discipline is bad, it makes that idea of your personal integrity kind of dangerous. Because if you put yourself in situations where you have to have a lot of discipline that is based on willpower, inevitably you're going to fail unless you enjoy that activity. Mm-hmm. But you're or also... your purpose is good enough, in my opinion. I mean, I don't, I don't know if even that is sustainable long-term because you're still going to get burnt out eventually. Like, it, it's going to happen to everyone unless you enjoy what you're doing. Like, huh. I think... Or, or unless you have the, some sort of... I'm thinking about the weed thing. I've just been around mm. a lot of weed and never... Like, I've even wanted to and just never done it because of the purpose deal. Well, in some way, does not smoking weed make you feel better? That's what I... I don't know if it does, but that's when you said that I was kind of like, hmm, do it, does it? Well, I'm. if you can stick to it, I think it's a a good mental model, but for things like eating ice cream. Yeah. My purpose isn't good enough. <laughs> Not for that. <laughs> that definitely needs to be out of my house. <laughs> okay. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I still think it's dangerous to even put yourself in that situation. The purpose conversation? No, it, put yourself in a situation where you risk degrading your own... Personal integrity. Personal integrity by doing something that you're, you have to fight so many different battles every single day to not do it. Oh, yeah. And I, I think it's easy to attach your self-worth to the outcomes of your discipline and kind of feel ashamed when you fall short. Like, if I'm not as productive as I said I was going to be, because I was undisciplined, it's easy for me to like feel a little bit of shame. Like, oh, I'm not as productive as I should be and like beat myself up about that. Right. But it's important that our, like, I just think it's attacking the wrong level of the issue. So if you're having a problem with eating ice cream, maybe there's something else going on in your life that is causing you to compulsively eat ice cream. Mm. And addressing that is more important than stopping eating ice cream because you're in this negative feedback loop where you feel ashamed about the fact that you're eating ice cream. Mm -hmm. But you eating ice cream is not the the root cause, probably. Yeah, it's hard to know. Unless you're just like fully addicted to ice cream. It's It's hard to know too sometimes though, like especially when you have a weird sort of causal thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like eating ice cream because your stepmom beat you or something. I mean, that's kind of a deep, <laughs> a deep cut there. I don't know, but 
<laughs> like I don't I don't know. Uh, so, like that's what I'm saying. I don't. I feel like it could be anything at that level. I guess I guess it's it's hard to know what the real cause of those things are. I think it's better just to realize you have an ice cream issue and remove it from your house. Like, yeah. but in a sense, depends on how you define discipline. But I think that's a disciplined approach to your habits. Is that you you've taken you've taken the liberty of doing work for your future self, and although it doesn't require willpower, it is disciplined of you to make that decision yeah okay. so that's just definitions i totally agree okay yeah willpower is kind of the culprit here and not the word discipline right right, right. but yeah if you're requiring yourself to do something that you don't enjoy then i think that's fundamentally unsustainable yeah i will say that things that have helped my personal like willpower build up have been the not wanting to let myself down though, um, building that up really high. Like I mm-hmm. really don't want to let myself down. I'm making that really important. Uh, the whole sweet thing, you know, that's been my focus the entire time is mm-hmm. I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let myself down. Do you find it easier to be disciplined on actions where you're not doing something like not smoking weed versus like is a different kind of, discipline than going on a going to day. the going to the gym every day um it, it genuinely depends be, based off of how into the thing i am because mm-hmm. like the gym's not hard to keep up right mm-hmm. i really just keep a two-day rule for the gym generally and i i rarely break the two-day rule um but sometimes i do um and i guess i guess it's how you emphasize things too because that doesn't affect me as negatively because I don't feel like I have a problem with going to the gym. So when I miss that second day, I'm not so mad at myself as much as I would be if I ate sugar tomorrow or I ate a, a bowl of ice cream tomorrow mm-hmm. when I said I didn't have the intention to. I would be much more, um, I don't know, like not mad at myself, but ashamed, I guess. I guess it's shame. Mm-hmm. I think shame is dangerous. And that's kind of why I'm bringing all this stuff. Yeah, I was, I was listening to a neuroscientist talk about shame today and he was just talking about how awful it is for your health. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that the integrity-based discipline is kind of dangerous because a, a lot of people are going to fail. I'm going to fail eventually. Oh, and you, I don't want to feel ashamed about myself for not living up to an expectation that I set. Yeah, if you don't take the... If you don't support your habits with things like environment design and you basically, if you leave your habits up to your willpower for the rest of your life, you will be unsuccessful with creating good habits. But mm-hmm. there are all the, all the pieces add up together. I don't think you should just neglect discipline, but you're totally right. It's totally overrated. Mm-hmm. So I feel you. What do you think about using, I guess the pursuit of pleasure as your your guiding light instead of your avoidance of suffering in, in a way. So the discipline is kind of your you're avoiding punishments from yourself. You're avoiding that shameful feeling of not living up to yourself mm-hmm. as opposed to a more hedonic approach of, you know, I enjoy programming or I enjoy running and those things I think are good for me, so I'm going to pursue them. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to prescribe that because of the 
discrepancy in self-awareness of us all. And I think that like people could take that the wrong way is what I mean. And then think, for example, eating ice cream is pleasurable and then that, but that, that that's what they should pursue. And maybe they should. I don't even know if I believe that they shouldn't at this point. But I think what you're talking about is true. Um, I think that it's just, I think it's just hard to know what is truly good for you. How do you, how do you, I guess that might help. How do you figure out what's truly good for you, for you personally? If I feel good after doing it. You feel good after doing it. Um, But like most, like does everybody actually feel bad after eating ice cream? Like, why would you feel bad after eating ice cream? I know I feel bad because I'm lactose intolerant, but like if I wasn't lactose intolerant, I don't think I would feel bad. Well, if I eat too much ice cream, I feel bad after it. Why if I eat eat too much? What? Why do you have to eat too much? What do you mean? Why do I have to eat too much? Well, that's what I'm saying. You don't, I'm, what I'm getting at is I don't think you have to feel bad after eating ice cream. Well, yeah. Then if you, if you don't feel bad after it, then I don't think it's an issue. Okay. So, so is that just how you figure it out? You just feel good? I think that's a pretty good starting place. Okay. How do you narrow it down for you personally? Well, I mean, there's not super like, huge things in my life that make me feel bad. Okay. But the things that do make me feel bad are things that are not good for me. Like, uh, like eating too much ice cream. And do they actually make you feel bad physically or is it more like a mental th- thing? Mental. Oh, okay. Okay. So you just like feel bad about yourself. Well, I just don't, I know that I would feel better if I hadn't have done that thing. So it's less about avoiding the bad and it's more about pursuing what makes me feel good. So eating ice cream doesn't make me feel good. Okay. But going on a run makes me feel good. Totally. Like, yeah. Okay. Just getting winded, you feel so much better. Yeah. Like a runner's high is a real thing. For sure. And for sure. That's not a coincidence. Our bodies feel good after doing stuff that's good for us for a reason. Mm-hmm. And in general, pursuing that is a, a good thing or a good starting place at least. I okay. feel good after eating a steak and a salad. Right. So, so with this sort of knowledge, have you done things like environment design or other types of things to support your lack of discipline? And, oh, yeah. and still make your things happen for you that you think are good for you? Mm-hmm. What what kind of stuff have you done? Um, so a lot of it is the digital minimalism kind of stuff because that's mm-hmm. where I I think f- struggle with this the most, like my, my, my discipline and stuff. So if I spend three hours on YouTube, mm-hmm. that does not make me feel good. If yeah, I'm agreed. productive <laughs> agreed. and and get a lot of work done, that does make me feel good. Yeah, even um, if it's not on something that's necessarily for you, I've noticed. Oh yeah, totally. Just, even if you're productive at like your day job, for example, mm-hmm. it still feels good than to not be productive. And it helps me realize what I'm subconsciously stressed out about because mm-hmm. of how much better I feel after getting some random tasks for work done. Isn't that weird? How it that makes perfect on you? sense. Yeah. yeah, and it's. A terrible feeling like when you're behind at work or something or behind for, in school for real or when, you're, when your grades too. are slipping or whatever yeah, and it's ew. like oh <laughs> shit I really have to perform now yeah um but to be completely honest sometimes I don't have the discipline to not watch three hours of YouTube so I just 
take that option off the table. Okay. I, I block myself from YouTube, so I cannot do that. No, now, let me ask you, do you, th- do you think it's valuable to cultivate discipline still? despite it being overrated, do you still find it valuable to to work on the ability to not watch three hours of YouTube, for example, rather, versus taking it off the table? I think there is value in sharpening that sword, although I know how weak it is. But I would love to hear what you think about that. I don't think I've ever been successful in willpower-based discipline for more than like three weeks. Okay. Like personally, I've never been able to get good enough at discipline where it's actually been beneficial. Like I was saying at the beginning of the episode, all the things that I've done that I've either been proud of or in retrospect have been really good for me were just me doing things that I enjoyed anyways. And like coding projects or writing projects or Mm -hmm. reaching a certain level of fitness. I, I didn't have to be disciplined to get there. Yeah. So I, I'm sure my life would be better if I were more disciplined. Mm-hmm. But is the juice worth the squeeze at that point when you can already kind of get what you want and be fulfilled while doing it? Okay. Well, like this is what I think of when I ask that question. For example, participating in Twitter is a, or participating in Instagram is a good way to build a business online. And it's much more difficult to not do it that way, but it definitely takes some either workarounds uh, from a environment perspective or better willpower to be able to participate in those things and not let it consume you in the way that it has consumed a lot of us. So that's where I think about an instance where having a sharpened discipline sword would come in handy so that because because yeah. because you don't have to play in extremes, you can you can live a little bit more in the middle. Well, I think you can have a healthy relationship with Twitter or whatever without needing any discipline by using external tools that do the environment design stuff. So you can set up the screen time on your phone so that you only have ten minutes of Twitter a day, and it's completely okay. out of your hands. I see what you mean. Like you don't have the option to overuse it and okay. you never need discipline. So you have to have a little bit of discipline to set that up in the first place, but, right. but not that much. Like you could just use motivation at that point to get it set up. And then once it's set up, just, okay, no discipline needed. Right. Just follow the rule book. I'll say that with my online, uh, like my finances, the stuff I have that's automatically pulled out of my bank account stays where it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking about like savings accounts and things like that. But the stuff that I have a little bit more leeway with, I get a little bit more fanciful with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my going out category seems to always be over budget. <laughs> my food and yeah. coffee budget seems to always be over budget. And another way you can reduce the need for discipline is by telling other people that you're going to do something. Accountability is crazy. Yeah, because you don't want to let other people down much more than you don't want to let yourself down. Yeah. Because that's an actual reputation in the real world yeah. that you have to maintain. When I actually care about doing something, like I tell, we tell each other almost all the mm-hmm. things that we're actually trying to get better at. Mm-hmm. Like the sugar thing, I told you like immediately. 
Yeah, we try to do it every week. We don't do it as well every week when we do our team meetings. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's hard to to fit that into some of the other frameworks that I have going on, like habit wise. Yeah. But I I think I'd like to explore a no discipline life. Like okay, go, go a year and see how much I can get away with without any discipline. Uh, yeah, just kind of. Eliminating options for yourself—is that what you mean? Yeah, and or just not fighting the motivation war, like kind of see what happens if I kind of let loose on the constraints. Don't give myself a time to wake up or a time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Go to bed when I'm tired. Wake up when I feel rested. Mm-hmm. Work out when I feel like I need, you know, need to get some energy out. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to make that happen, your environment has to be kind of limited because if it's not, you're going to end up watching 10 hours of YouTube a day, or at least I know I would. Right. But yeah. if I could, I think it'd be really cool to just live a, a life that's so simple. You can't fuck it up. I was, I was thinking about that the other day when we were talking about intuitive eating mm-hmm. and just how I have to do so much work to like plan out what I think I should have in a day, but mm-hmm. maybe you don't have to take that approach. Like maybe you could just eat when you feel like you need to. Mm-hmm. And you know, net, I'm probably squeezing like 10% more out of the grape, but for how much stress yeah. or how much extra work, um, I think about that sometimes. And I don't know if that's even a claim. That could be completely false. Like you could need to be disciplined in your diet for sure. You could need to have regimented um, intake. But I think the idea of what you're exploring is really interesting. I think that I'll let you test it and tell me how mm-hmm. it went. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll be fun. I think th- I think this is an interesting note that I was kind of thinking about, though, as we were talking, is that it feels like our environments, at least today, are not set up unless we take an intentional aspect to them or an intentional, an intentional approach to them for, in our favor. They're actually set up in the opposite. Our environments are kind of set up to distract us, to feed us shitty food, to um, waste our time, to uh, not be surrounded by loved ones, Mm -hmm. um, to not make things. So I think we have to do a lot of work to support good decision-making in our lives. And that's why it's like this, this conversation is important you know, environment design is important. Habits are important mm-hmm. for that reason. It's because the whole world is kind of like taking away from a good life for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, there's this idea that comes from getting things done, I think, which is the the work is not the work, the system is the work. So like 90% of the effort towards success or whatever, which remind me to touch on in a minute, but... Okay comes from just setting up a system so that the easiest thing to do is the right thing to do. Mm. Otherwise you're you're having to burn this this willpower reserve yeah which is much better to use that willpower on kind of the edge cases and not like the everyday. Yeah. Uh, like what am I going to do today should be planned out. And that willpower should be, you know, the the extra 10% when you need to have that crazy push. Totally. I'm I'm with you there. Mm. Okay, so, so I, I wanted to touch, to touch on? up on like discipline is very much related to success in a specific field, but maybe if you're not 
pursuing a external definition of success in a field, you don't have to be as focused on, on discipline. Okay. Talk to me. Like if you, if you don't care about the outcomes as much, uh-huh. then you are, have a lot more freedom to make pleasure your guiding principle. Totally. And yeah. it might take you a little bit longer, but it's more exploratory. It's, it's not so, uh, top down in a way. Yeah. And it, it just feels more natural. Like the, the things that humans naturally want to do, like spend time with people, mm-hmm. eat good foods. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I will say that, uh, again, this is, this is, sort of abstract artist stuff I'm speaking on at the moment, but I've been taking more time to have fun recently and just, I mean, the most basic forms of fun and wholesome fun, but the most basic forms. Like I've been riding a scooter around Denver with no goal and I feel a little weird for it, mm-hmm. but I'm having so much fun and just being outside riding my my little buzz cut blowing in the breeze. And I feel feel like in a roundabout way, it's still going to affect my creativity positively. It's going to affect my output positively, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't seem like that's the most disciplined thing to do towards, you know, being a professional musician. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's kind of what you're getting at yeah. in a way. Like some of the best workouts that I do nowadays are playing basketball. Seriously. It <laughs> requires no discipline to play basketball. It's just so it's fun. fun. It's like, so fun. That's how it should be. Yeah. That's how every workout should be. Yeah. It's so fun. Basketball is the most fun workout, Mm -hmm. period. Do you find yourself needing discipline to do music? Sometimes, but not like every time I actually sit down. It's like just sitting down and Mm -hmm. getting started. Um, Every time I I make the decision to sit down, it's so fun from there. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I do need a little kick in the ass to start. Yeah, and I think that's where habits come in a lot. Like once it's a habit, yeah, momentum, habits. If you can just make... The habits line up with the things you want to do anyways. Make your life doing the things that you want to do. That's the goal, right? It's just to get my habits to reflect what life I want to live. Like I think about my habits like that. Mm-hmm. I think the habits are, this is ultimately who I am. It's My habits are me. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> that sounds really deep, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Like you just, the things you do repeatedly are, are you and how other people perceive you as well, actually. Mm-hmm. So... Paul Graham tweeted the other day that what a hero. you don't have to work hard um, unless you want to be extraordinary in a new kind of way. But you can live a totally wonderful, valid life that's like a just pretty chill life. Yeah, like you you should still work out and everything, but you don't have to you know, grind the candle at both ends, be yeah. a hustle culture entrepreneur or whatever. Yeah. You can just like be a normal guy with a normal job, love his family. Totally. Whatever. Hang out, yeah. go to the pool. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's is sort of profound uh, just because of the culture we live in. Mm-hmm. Now I, I feel, I feel like that's not what I want out of life. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just being a hundred with myself. And so I'm okay with, the fact that sometimes I need to kick myself in the ass to get yeah. in the music chair and like get after it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it takes extra work to be better, mm-hmm. right? Like if it just makes sense, it's just more practice. Yeah, it, it's the 
uh, ambition versus contentment. Thing. Right. Like if right. you are not that ambitious, you don't have to be ambitious. <laughs> no. like, just go be content. Live your yeah. life. Yeah. The other thing too is that I derive so much contentment out of just doing. Mm-hmm. So every time, that's why I'm saying every time I actually sit down, I'm just so in love. Yeah. But it's sitting down sometimes. It's the hardest part. Totally. Well, I don't know if we answered that question. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> is discipline overrated? Yeah. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Like, uh, it's totally overrated. Yes. Maybe. It, it all just depends on what your definition of discipline is. Like, right. Jocko has a book called Discipline Equals Freedom, and he says discipline is like the peak of the, the pyramid. Right, right. And like, that is the, the ultimate thing that you should be pursuing because it's liberating in some, some way. And maybe he's right. Yeah. Um, but maybe he's just right in a different area. I yeah. don't know. Also, I think we've made an important distinction that we're talking about willpower being pretty overrated. Well, I don't know what other kind of discipline there is. Like, I agree with that distinction. Yeah. But w- I don't know what discipline looks like well, that's not based on willpower. I haven't read the, a Jocko's book. I did buy it for my little brother. Okay. So I'm going to try to steal it from him. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, in the most disciplined way. I can possibly mm-hmm. think of. You're tactically acquiring. You're not stealing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they <How> can... disciplined. <laughs> um, yeah. So if someone wanted to be more disciplined or less disciplined, where could they find out more about our Live and Every Now brand? Wow, that was really good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> liveandeverynow.com. Liveandeverynow on Twitter and Instagram. And... Um, That's it? Yeah, pretty much. We we made a failed attempt at a candle this weekend or this week. That was actually yesterday. It, it was not a complete failure. It just it, doesn't smell good. Yeah. Well, the, the the flavors are good. They just don't spread very far yet. So we got to work on that. Uh-huh. We got to get more spread on our stench. And the burn radius of our fucking wick is just not there yet. We got to buy new wicks anyway. We're trying. Coming soon. Coming soon. See you next time. Bye.